0: The front of our first postcard has four images of Disneyland Sleeping Beauty Castle, The Mark Twain, The Jungle Cruise, and the Submarine Voyage. Printed on the back of the card is Disneyland, Walt Disney's Fabulous Magic Kingdom, a place for the young and heart of all ages to find happiness and knowledge. It's postmarked September sixth, nineteen sixty six, and I assume they visited the park on Saturday and Sunday and drove back Monday, September 5th, Labor Day. The park hours on both Saturday and Sunday were from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. Saturday's weather was a high of 88 and a low of 60, and on Sunday, a high of 86 and a low of 65. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. William R. Thompson of Mira Loma, California. It reads, Dear Ethel, as you may guess, I have been on vacation. We spent our last two days here. I'm home now and getting ready to return to school. So I'll write and tell you my new address soon, okay? Love, Priz. I hope Priz spent a lot of time in Tomorrowland. After that Labor Day weekend, Tomorrowland was scheduled for its first major refurbishment. The Art of Animation and Art Corner, where Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters is today, was removed to make room for Circle Vision. The infamous Flying Saucers were removed and replaced with a new performance area and is now the location of Space Mountain and the Tomorrowland Theater. Rocket to the Moon was removed for a similar attraction and is now the home of Alien Pizza Planet. The Tomorrowland jets were dismantled, but the ride concept was kept and moved closer to the center of Tomorrowland. The original location was closer to where the Tomorrowland Terrace Stage is now. The Tomorrowland Jets attraction concept lives on in the park today with the Astro Orbiter, or as I like to call it, Space Dumbo. Most of everything that was removed was done to enhance the theming of Tomorrowland. Almost everything else was replaced with a similar or plused attraction. The Flying Saucers is the only attraction that does not fit these two categories. There are many issues with operating the ride. The Flying Saucers attraction had a small revival at Disney California Adventure with Luigi's Flying Tires, but those were scrapped too after three years, almost twice as fast as its inspiration. I found it fascinating that Priz came down to Disneyland from Northern California and was less than a half an hour away from her friend Ethel, but didn't call or set up some time to visit while she was there during the long weekend. The front of our next postcard is the Ernest S. Marsh of Disneyland's Railroad pulling into the Main Street Station, the Floral Mickey at the main gate, and the phrase, Greetings from Disneyland, in the upper right-hand corner. On the back, it reads, Guests entering Disneyland are greeted by a Floral Mickey Mouse, and the Santa Fe and Disneyland Depot, where a scaled-down model of a passenger train of another era puffs out of the station to take them on a scenic tour of Disneyland. The card is postmarked September 3rd, 1973, and I assume the sender visited the park on Sunday, the day before Labor Day, September 2nd, when the park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 78 and a low of 60. It's addressed to a Mrs. Myrtle LaValley of Fort Bragg, California. It reads, Hello, friend. Jay and I have been in Disneyland for a convention. It's really very interesting, but the smog is really bad. People by the thousands, been thinking of you, love, Olympia and Jay. I don't know what Olympia found interesting, the convention or Disneyland. I was curious about the difference between the current smog of Southern California versus the 1973 smog. I looked up some charts from the EPA, and it was much worse in the 1970s and through the mid-90s. I'll put a few links in the show notes about how California is still fighting air pollution. Olympia was there right before Disneyland would close the Carousel of Progress. The Carousel of Progress was originally designed for the 1964 World's Fair. The show consisted of three scenes set in the early 20th century and talked about the progress made just before the turn of the century, the 1920s, and the 1940s. The fourth and final scene was set in the future. The attraction was revised and sent to Florida, where it's still running today. Something to note about both of these trips to Disneyland is the 1 a.m. closure time for the park. The summertime or peak season for Disneyland would include park hours from 8 or 9 a.m. until 1 a.m. until the mid 90s. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and tell your friends it would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use if you'd like to support the show financially please check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash sent from disneyland a special shout out to random olive the first patron to this podcast you can find me on instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent from Disneyland.